Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to, I guess, episode one of whatever this is supposed to be. This is going to be literal chaos. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. But, hey, I'm David. Uh, you probably all know me from Twitter if you're watching the very first episode. Otherwise, welcome to the show. My name is David. Great to meet y'all. Uh, I'm a Mises Institute apprentice. I'm a Catholic, wannabe Catholic, I, as I had put it, uh, a li an Austro-Libertarian, a future student of economics and finance. And I've got with me probably one of my best friends in the world. Uh, he is probably the king of prog rock. Don't tell King Crimson <laughs> I said that. <laughs> he is the guy who got me into Porcupine Tree, and I've had so many weird esoteric conversations with him, so I thought we'd like to share those with you. It's my good friend Lorenzo. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing good. Uh, man, that was a great introduction. I wouldn't call myself the king of prog rock. <laughs> I would consider myself a... Uh... The king is simp of prog rock. Uh, yeah, I'm a big simp for pro Stephen Wilson and like just Stephen Wilson in particular, big simp. Uh, but I am a drummer and a multi-instrumentalist, and I, uh... oh man, I'm just kind of here for the ride with a lot of things, and I'm just happy to see everything. I'm here for a good time, so. Where are we starting? So, I mean, we could talk about a bunch of things here. I mean, this past week has been, you know, every week is chaos. Like, at this point, it's like Clown World jumps from Clown World that's, thing, and I no longer know. That's the name of the show. Every week is chaos. Every week is chaos? Yes, that's the name of the okay. show. <laughs> I think that I think that'd be cool. Okay. Um, but do you want to start with, uh, I mean, I know we have the uh, Song of Ice and Fire thing up, but do you want to quickly start with um, some of the Sound of Freedom stuff just to get out of yeah, the way? Yeah, sure. So I thought the Sound of Freedom thing was super freaking weird. So, like, if people don't know, the Sound of Freedom is this uh, movie that's come out. It's in a bunch of theaters, which is weird. Uh, but it's getting bashed because it's like, so the movie's about, it seems like it's about some sort of, like, child it's an anti it's an anti-sex trap yeah child sex trap it's about movie. some movie about like i think a dad who goes to save a child as with some government agency or non-profit agency i've i have to look more into that part specifically um and so this movie comes out you know i think that's generally a theme that everyone can agree with right like we're all like yeah you know sex trafficking is bad you know this is gonna get it like nuked by youtube in five minutes uh but like we, yeah. we, we all, we've all agreed that's bad, but for some reason it keeps getting bashed. Like the movie makes no mention. I've, I've, heard, I've had people, lots of people tell me that the movie makes no mention of like QAnon. It makes no mention of all of that nonsense, right? Like any of the conspiracy, like overarching conspiracy theories that people will, will tell. Um, but it's getting bashed as if it is part of one. Like the Rolling Stone. The Rolling... Rolling Stone hasn't been a, a credible publication for about a decade, or at least now. I mean, especially ever since they fired um, or they let go of Matt Taibbi, who I think is one of the best journalists going on right now. Um, I yeah, like the Rolling Stone or Rolling Stone um, published a thing calling it QAnon garbage, and um, this is the same mind. This is the same publication that um, published false stories about rape problems on a campus that led to people's lives being ruined with I think very little retraction on their part same uh, same magazine that praised cuties the movie where there were 10 year olds twerking and gyrating um, on camera and they called it a uh, coming of age thing so this is this is kind of the the um, what do you say the the publication we're dealing with? So it's not really a surprise that um, the <clears throat> you you know Rolling Stone is against this particular particular uh, movie. And honestly, I would I would say that this movie or seeing the replies to this movie in particular show how tribalistic everyone has gotten because in reality like this this is a low budget summer blockbuster with a message that basically everyone should agree on yeah you know like and the fact that it's being blasted really shows like you know even outside because you can put your tinfoil hat on people will of like you know this is just all of the people in the media 
um, you know, showing their true pedo selves. Um, but I think it also just comes from a thing of they just want to own the cons. They want to own the 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 MAGA right wing trolls. That's all they want. They don't, you know, truth doesn't matter to them. All that stuff doesn't matter. But here's the thing, like. Are we surprised? Well, that's that's kind of the thing that I, I want to bring up here. Is like, are we really surprised that Rolling Stone and uh, like Washington Post and all these things are against this movie? Like, no. Let's you know, I, it's hierarchy. It's not hypocrisy. They know what they're doing, and they're, it's meant to demoralize you. It's like, stop pretending. Like, oh my God, but what if the roles are reversed? We we know what happens when the roles are reversed. They like child twerking. Like, it's not that simple. Or it's not that complicated. You know, they hate you. Not And it's not even just, like... Because I, I don't like the concept of, you know, they want you dead, they... Like, for any leftist. But I think that for, you know, the media apparatus, they truly hate the ordinary person with a... With a... With a... Just despicable amount of hatred. kind of pulled up on the screen like i think you could see so it. I, I i i kind of want to editor of the rolling stone i kind of want to mention this that i, that I kind of pulled up on the Savings. screen like i think um, you can see it here out of, like, uh, scott horton about, um, kind of talks about how the about, editor so of Rolling Stones, Stones is they best did not, friends with well, they, they edited stories out about one of their journalists who was caught abusing a child. Predator. And these are the very same people who are writing those articles. Um, and you, like and you mentioned, edited also read the thing about like, reported stories about... Um, I, I just think it's... One thing that's, like... Honestly, I, I'm not about, all that really so interested Rolling Stones, in the movie. Like, don't, they like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure. Well, they, hey, they good message or anything, about but that's like not the kind of movie I want to watch. But like, it, I want to watch fan... I'm, I'm ready for the Barbie Dude, these are the okay. I'm saving like, all my stuff for Barbie and Oppenheimer. I'm not, I'm not, like, Sound of Freedom, that's great. Does it have, like, literally me? Does it have Ryan Gosling, who is literally me in it? I don't think so. Sorry. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure. Are you going to go see a double feature of it? That's, like, not the kind of movie I want Yes. Watch. Okay. But like it. Cool, cool, cool. And I will, Dude, I cool. will, uh, <laughs> you know, in honor of it, I'm gonna eat enough junk food during Oppenheimer that I drop my own fat man and little boy later oh on that God, night. Dude. I'll, I'll tell you all I mean, about it once it happens. Love we'll it. Are you gonna go see a double feature of, of it? God. I, I, I think I'm gonna know. end okay. up going okay. and seeing cool, the Barbie cool. movie just for the troll of it. Just, just, just because it's a bit. I legitimately want to see it now. So, like after that trailer where it was like just I'm just Ken. I'm like, oh my god, oh he's my god, literally dude. me. Like even beyond the meme, I'm like, wow, Ken is so me. I need to watch this. I, I, so I think I'm dumb movie. Yeah, this dumb movie now. Bit. Like just, just because. Are you gonna do? Bit. Are you gonna do a Mises trip? Are you gonna so, do a Mises trip to? I Barbie? kind of alluded to it, but I'd like to go and see if I can get as many of like the Connor, Mises guys. Are you watching? Like get Connor, get all the other Mises guys, and see if we can go and get like a road trip to go see Barbie, and then maybe also Oppenheimer. Like just. Just for the total fun. Why would it be a road trip? There, you can probably find. Well, I'm a sure it's not an actual. In I'm sure it's not an actual road trip. So like, you know, just yeah, like I kind know, of alluded to it, but I'd we like to go and see if I can get as many of like the Mises guys. Like get Connor, get all the other Mises guys, and see if we can go yeah, and get like, like a road trip to go see the guys from Breaking Bad, Oppenheimer. Well, there's two tickets to Barbie. Yep. I mean. No, I'm sure I, 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 I want to go see that. Sure I, I think I'm going to end up going to see like, the Sound of Freedom like, because, like, for graduation this year, they gave us, like, the meet local movie theater, including, like, a little gift bag thing. Uh, they included, like, free tickets, like, one free ticket that expires on July 27th. And so I'll probably go end up seeing it with a friend <laughs> yep. just so I mean, we can hang out one time. I mean, I, I, I want to go see that. I, I think I'm going to end up going to see that's the Sound fair. of Freedom. I mean, yeah, but, I, like, I, I wasn't I, graduation I wasn't this year. They gave us, like, interested in the local movie theater included, like, a little itself. gift bag thing. Um, uh, they you know included, like, odd. free like, tickets, I, like, one so free ticket I work, that expires uh, on July We always have the radio going, like, over, like, And so I'll probably go end up seeing it with a friend just so we can hang out one time before I go off to college. And for the first time ever, I've heard a movie. But, like, I wasn't 
advertised. I wasn't interested on, that interested in actually seeing. Well, I, there was a movie the being movie advertised itself. on um, on the radio, but you know what I found I've odd? Never like, heard before, I, never on that. So I, I work I, at my job. I honestly we always think have the radio it going. Would, like, it actually is a smart move by them for the marketing community because you know who's going to want to watch a feel good movie about like the sex trafficking stuff. Not feel good. It's probably the rumors. It's well, yeah, I, it's boomers, and it's especially boomers that watch the news. The like radio, they know what they're I've doing. It's like it's never smart marketing. So you know, I, I'm not really that surprised. Um, I remember when you mentioned it to me, I, I was kind of thinking about it for a little bit, and I was like, I mean, I can see it, but it like, it, it's it's odd, and it's just boomers. Wait, is this is this the is this that like tra- human trafficking movie that they were talking about Mel Gibson doing? Well, Mel Gibson's going to do a whole documentary about, like, human trafficking stuff uh, that they're probably going to take him out for. I mean, I can see it, but, um, like, it, it's, yeah. it's odd, I, and... There's a certain just... documentary that I really... Talk, Wait, is this, that I really want to the... see Mel Gibson cover, but that, I don't think like, he will be allowed to cover tra- that. Human trafficking I'm not going to pretend I know what you're about talking Mel about, and I don't want to know. <laughs> but, um... You know. We'll see. Yeesh. I'm not going to pretend I know what you're talking about, and I don't want to know. No, <laughs> but, it's a, yeah. um, we'll see. Uh, but, I mean... <laughs> um, well, yeah, and, and a lot, of, and a lot of people, like, in a lot of mainstream the fact that it's, movie reviewers, it was like, even to be ones that so would be under, theaters, like, more liberal things, like, yeah, this is a good movie. It's not actually go watch like a big it. like, it's not, thing. You know, it's but not that it the best thing in like the world, the, the, all the but it's a good movie. Which, like a that's fine. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my take like on Sound said. of Freedom stuff. I honestly don't care about this movie. I literally could care less. I could not care less. Barbie! Barbie! Oh, that's true. I... Napoleon coming out. We are so back. This is like if I were to place like so my back. movies I want to see. Affirmative this, action this summer, overturned. Napoleon. Like Barbie and Oppenheimer Barbie coming out. Oppenheimer Napoleon coming out later. Can be this two we, for whatever comes out. We are so back. I'm not that interested. Like that's not the kind of. We're back like we never left. We are so. Yes, let's move on to uh, a less black and white thing. We can't stop stacking wins, bro. <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. I mean, fair enough. Um, I think we could probably move on from the sound of freedom. Yeah. Um, we, we, yeah. You, yeah, you have your little thing that you, you were like... When we were discussing what topics to actually cover, because usually it's, we can probably have a pretty spontaneous less, conversation. It's less Tradcons and more Tolkien three, right? Bros, if that makes um, more you sense. Really There's kind of thing of like, um, if you this, go to another tab of ice and, fire, and right? pull up, I did a, like that, uh, it's, it's a series on, that one, we I both tweeted enjoy. something yesterday I want to touch and on. Um, so you, you get a lot look, of backlash I, I from like traditional conservatives who are like essentially this meme that I kind of pulled up I'll start my diatribe on this. But essentially... My biggest, my biggest issue with, um, my like my, my biggest issue with the the criticism that a lot of people give to Song of Ice and Fire on the right. All right, I'll let me is that they base that it on the the Game of Thrones show, and the problem is that the Game of Thrones show is mid, like it's mid. It's not excellent. Like, the first four seasons, great. Pretty faithful to the books. But even then, you miss out on stuff. Basically, what what they tried to do was be as dark and gritty as possible without actively, like... Because the criticism is that it's an honorless show. It's nihilistic. And yeah, the show is really nihilistic. It's it's kind of fucked up how nihilistic it is because that's not really what... um, what the the books are like it's not this honorless wasteland where there's just sex and drugs and murder everywhere there's a lot of that but it's actually 
there is a lot of honor in it. And and um, fair warning right now, I will be spoiling Jamie Lannister's story arc from the beginning of A Storm of Swords to the current point of the books. So if you don't want that, skip in. Should we put a timestamp? Should we put a timestamp when we release this? No, do your own fucking timestamps. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I don't think that's super necessary. Do your do your research. Read the books. Put down the pot. Like, pause the podcast. Go fi- finish the books if you haven't, or if you that if you care that much. Um, I just noticed. Like, so I. J- so I I didn't I I read all the books like twelve times over before I started watching the show. It's a good. And I okay, started good watching one. the show like a while back. I'm on like season right, six. Right, because they don't they don't eight, actively because like, the they they, they fuck up Tyrion's story arc and for dance. That's the whole like. Becoming intimately and aware. Of well, just, and, like, and that's another thing is that like the they show. they do the very last their beats of are off. Four like is there are there are times when they go let's make this as dark and gritty as possible. Tyrion escapes. But I think by season four they realize oh we can't do that with the good guys because one of the the things is that. Yeah. One of one of the things where Game of Thrones is very morally gray is that a lot of the the main characters are not good people. Like people think when they think of Tyrion Lannister from the show, they think of I drink and I know things guy. They think of this guy that is quitty like or quippy witty banter. He's a very bad person. And people don't like that because well, number one, another thing is that, like, in the books, he's actually very ugly, which kind of helps portray him as a bad person. But the thing is that Peter Dinklage, yeah, he's, like, four foot two, but he's, like, he's a good-looking guy, got a great voice, is charismatic. I would, would. Um, but the, the issue is that the show... Took these. It made everything very black. It, it's funny that they 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 say everything gritty and morally great because they made everything black and white. <laughs> and oh my god, the <sighs> they made it black and white in the worst ways possible. And sorry, I'm rambling here because I will get to a point here. But a lot of the story ends up getting to a point where it is learning how to live with honor in a world that isn't very honorable. And I think that's a really, really poignant message considering what modern society is like. Like, now, if we look at Jamie Lannister, he gets his... All right, spoiler. He gets his hand cut off. And he he loses the entire thing that allows him to... I actually wrote an essay about this for school. My teacher let me write about game of thrones it was great um but uh he loses the thing that makes him him and he has to reinvent himself and kind of on the way he partners up with brienne who's this honorable lady knight the best way i can describe it right now um and he learns honor when he comes back to king's landing when he sees cersei who's like a terrible person he's disgusted he doesn't like her anymore and the the, it's it's a redemption he has to find redemption in all of the, the he's living in this honorless world and he's part of the family with no honor like yeah it's funny if you look at this here thing he says like don't live like the starks that's not true you're not supposed to you're the lannisters aren't the good guys the lannisters are very clearly bad and you're supposed to see them as the bad guys and, the, and jamie's story arc is about how do i live with honor in an honorless world and the same thing with brienne how do i live with honor in this honest world like i want to be good i want to be noble i want to be true and you know, listen, Lord of the Rings, how, there's a lot of stuff that you can take from those novels, and they're great. Like, I, you know, they're, they're, they're great. I, they're, they're so influential. Tolkien was a, was a literary genius, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think you really got to the, the, this type of thing where living with honor and honest world, because that's the challenge of living today. You know, everyone's going to walk all over you. Like, people are fucking horrible. Um, if, if there's one thing that Thomas Hobbes got right, it's that humans are terrible people. 
Now his where he got when he, where he went wrong was we need to rule over them with an iron fist and he's a stupid socialist um, before he, socialism was even a thing. And the what he should have done has been like, well, because humans are bad, why are we giving them power? Instead, decentralize everything, embrace decentralized stuff. Um, but I think it's way more poignant nowadays to have a, instead of having definite good and evil, good guys and bad guys, to have a thing where, yeah, everyone's immoral and you kind of have to live your life and find a way to make yourself honorable and moral. Because there would be no, like, the, this whole thing with the modern media thing is like, you're only going off the first season of Game of Thrones if you think that everyone is great and immoral. Or even the books, you're only thinking the first thing. There's a reason there's story arcs. You're supposed to grow. Like, you think about, you know, it... I don't know. It, it, it very much irritates me because I think that simplistic ways of looking at good and evil are not really that useful. I think it's nice. I wish we had it. But, like... Everyone's just kind of different shades of gray. It's about removing the darker shades of gray within yourself. That, mm, hold on. Uh, that, do not take that out of context. Um, but, I don't know. What do you have to add on this before I just go into a rambling diatribe? So the the thing that I'm kind of left thinking about is kind of this weird. Um, it, Tolkien lived in a in a significantly different world, but the the man, I he served in World War One, and if there was ever a morally gray war, it was World War One. I. I mean, um, it, we even like even today, like if you look, um, all is quiet on the Western Front. Um, it's. There's less, like, if you look at World War II, typically it's kind of painted like, oh, there's epic lens, right? Like, you know, the Allies going up against the evil empire of the Nazis, right? Well, World War One, a war that Tolkien served in, was very much like, there was clearly not, like, a white knight to this war. It was a war between feuding, um between feuding kings who could not get along and the rise of modern democracies in Europe and the eventual eventually there would eventually become the rise of fascism and communism in, in Europe and I just I find it weird that he kind of writes from this angle of like you know absolute good absolute evil when he lived like he like Tolkien's entire human experience was fighting it's a great in a war anti-war novel was I, like... not this definite good definite evil right and that, that, that genuinely confuses me to a point. And then it comes in with... I, I, I think that somebody... Like, the Tolkien bros are going to bash me for this. But I think Martin's is a very much more realistic depiction of what the world is like. And, and especially with, like, the Christian point of view that, like, a lot of the Tolkien bros like to espouse, right? Like, the, the problem of original sin that we are inherently sinful creatures who will pursue sin, and that's why bad things happen, right? Like, ultimately, because we have strayed out of the Garden of Eden, and we are flawed creatures. And I, I, I think that if you apply that understanding nah, the food, the to food how descriptions aren't work, as good. I want, I want to live in George R. R. Martin's world where he describes every single meal with all of these... Of I what happens. Just... And, in the real world than Tolkien's. Tolkien's is the world I I would love yes! to kind of like. Yes, I want it burned in, black and charred. I want I want Tyrion's uh, eggs minus uh, eggs fried bread and bacon burnt black. Actually, I I like my bacon not charred. That's that's gross. But um, there's no sausage and there's no there's no biscuits and gravy. I want Barristan uh, Selmy's um, fire, which is a shame. A greasy duck. Actually, that reminds me. I need to send you. Uh, you know Alt Shift X, so his his alternate channel, and another Game of Thrones or a Song of Ice and Fire YouTuber have been doing. They've been reviewing all of the food descriptions in Game of Thrones, 
and it's in Song of Ice and Fire, and oh my god, it's you just like it's, I forgot how big but I, the passage for uh, Joffrey's wedding is. It's massive. It's so yeah. big. Like. Interesting. Oh, I have to read Man, Economy, and State. I can't read fun fantasy novels like... All right. I mean, I don't remember. It's been maybe a couple years since I've actually read the books. And I have other books that I have to read, so I don't have the time to quite go back to them. That's fair. I I, I read fiction. I am on chapter nine of Man, Economy, and State, and I'm you. Have like, you read a I song of ice and, and fire. Ten, eleven, twelve, and then I'm done with Man, Economy, and State, and technically there's more with Power and Markets. Did you ever read those but like, crappy I, I YA to just get fiction novels? Right Do you ever read? Were you were you one of those kids that read Warriors? All oh, the fucking cats. <laughs> Sorry, fiction <laughs> is not my thing. <laughs> Oh, no! no, but I definitely moved away no! from like, reading Pray fiction for her. and really enjoying fiction. That's what that's what furries are made out of. No. No, I did not. Um, I know my boss at work. She mentions how her daughter is obsessed with those books. Is it the one that did like the Da Vinci Code or something? <laughs> All right, I'll keep that in mind. No, but I was never into those books. I, I think like the. That's fair. I, I, All right, but going back to the Song of Ice and Fire, I also think that, that is, it is the best, and it's interesting because I think Tolkien's works are actually Brown very good book. pieces of anti-war um, literature. And I think one of the best things is that he actually doesn't really describe a lot of the yeah, battles the because he's like, I don't want to glorify combat. Like the, it's a good um, series. I remember reading but it's that somewhere. Fact check me, Tolkien. Middle Earth mixer, come on the show, defend. Let's debate. I, I challenge Middle Earth Mixer to a debate, a friendly debate where we can talk about uh, Tolkien versus George R. R. Martin, and then we can talk about Total War because I know he plays Total War. He's so me. He's literally me. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, he's so me, but that's not true. I can fix him. I can fix him. Listen, trust trust the plan. Patriots in control, David. Patriots in control. Um, but um, I think that <laughs> the Song of Ice and Fire, He's especially at Feast of Crows, is the be- some of the best anti-war fiction. Like, people shit on a Feast for Crows because it's sl- really slow and meandering okay. and, like, John and Daenerys aren't in it. And, like, you kind of follow Cersei fucking up and failing in King's Landing. You follow Brienne fucking up and failing in the Riverland. You, it's not really a... It's a real slow burn. That's a that's a banger for sure. But, but Feast of Crows has this very dark, very... It's, it's... The war's done. And you get to see... you In first person, you get to see how fucked up it's left the world. Oh, sorry. I'm a third I'm a person. Oh, I'm so guy. sorry. That's, that's my book. You that's know what I mean. I love. <laughs> you did. Um, but it, like, it shows because, you know, also, going back to this meme, if everyone was gray well, and immoral, you wouldn't kind of meet, like, like, there's, there's, it, w- <laughs> like, one thing with Brienne's <laughs> travels in the Riverlands is that you get to meet I had people to that are, that out poorer than poor and still manage to give something to her just because it's hospitality and there's good people and part of the and part of the story is that that um part of the story for me is that war hurts all of these people Fighting and conflict hurts all these people. It's not a nihilistic thing like the show where it's like, well, just there, there wasn't a point to anything. Like, honor still exists. And it's this world post-war where people are, you know, there's terrible people all around taking advantage. It's a feast for the scavengers. It's literally a feast for the crows. But people still try to live with honor. And I think there's such a message in that that's way, it's, it's, it's deeper than just basic good and evil. Again, not taking away from. I feel like comparing Tolkien and Martin is like you're you're comparing two different giants, and I don't I don't want to take 
anything away from one or the other. Like, you know, was Tolkien... Uh, Tolkien finished his works. Oh, okay, it's all this Silmarillion. No, that, that's like... That's like if George R. R. Martin finished A Song of Ice and Fire but didn't finish Fire and Blood. Well, the, the thing is that they'll both die having not completed their works because I'm fully... Well, he had a lot that his son had to finish up. Eh, I mean, I, I I'm fully convinced that George R. R. Martin is is just trying. Like, I mean, he, yeah, and I I, I, I I think the concept of ending, Bram being king is interesting if they're gonna go with that it, beat, but like, it's not gonna well, be it's not gonna be sucked. King Bram with a good now? story. It's he doesn't know tree what to god do, Bram coming down with an army of children of the forest. Like it's gonna be weird shit. Well, not ever completed. It's not gonna be King. It's not gonna be King Bram. It's gonna be God Emperor Bram. Like. Honestly, I I think that the 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 clearest um, like one of the theories that I have is that it'll be nominally Bran, but it'll actually be Sansa as the power behind the throne. Because I, I what's Bran like gonna it. do? He's fucking plugged into a tree. He's gonna be like, Aah! and when Sansa's gonna do all stuff, and it, like, I don't know. It'll be interesting. There, we we should do uh, a show on Game of Thrones theories or a Song of Ice and Fire theories because I think there are a lot of them. How about this one? It's uh, Battle of the Ice, not Battle of the Bastards. <laughs> My favorite theory is that Stannis wins the Battle of the Bastards by drawing all of the Boltons onto the ice, and then the Umbers... Well, whatever. The pink letter the is not man. But he wins um, by luring the Boltons across I, I the ice. I the Umbers betray the I used Boltons, to. I used to like have my that, Here's one. That, that, that I, this is not backlight and every, And the Boltons well, ultimately this? losing. And that the, the Raven sent to John is Mance Raider so trying to get him I to come I actually south. think that you know how um, Cersei has. I'm the... fully convinced. Yeah, I was going to say, Jamie kills Cersei. Jamie is the Valonqar. Jamie is the little brother that's going to kill Cersei. It's not Tyrion. Um, but I I think it'd be so interesting mm, to see Jamie embrace see the fate. Like, imagine if the high... Like, I legitimately think the High Sparrow is a think, good guy. I think so you're going to see I can't, like, Jamie kill Cersei. He's going to physically remove all of the degenerates from King's Landing. Yeah. How can you not like him? I still want. I still want the high. The high star is the only one that's getting rid of the. Like, he's he's made. That's fair. Yeah, but Young Griff isn't gonna win. I don't know. I just like. Uh, yeah. I don't apply my libertarian ethics to like who I want. Oh, to we win don't an know if he's story. a blackfire though. Yeah, he's no. He's actually a bright flame, guys. He's a bright flame. He's not a black fire. I want young Griff. Uh, <laughs> like, if I was talking like who I really want to win, I want young Griff to win. Like, that is the most interesting. Oh, Valarians? To me. Okay. Like the whole black I still, I still, I remember we did a little show on House of Dragon. I still stand. Corliss being well, black actually like. Remember Mummer's The actor dragon, was really right? good, and honestly, and... I don't really mind. No, he's actually uh shoot. Who are they, the other they didn't ones? The, like they they were African American in the House of the Dragon. Why can't I remember? Yeah, he's actually a Valerian. Like, Corliss wasn't like as a black man. <laughs> I feel like I deserve the Stepstones. Stepstones are my reparations. No, he was good. <laughs> like didn't have. I I have no problem with it because it's not like they were like, they didn't. It's not like the showrunner. The showrunners yeah, didn't try it out and be like, look at these characters that we made black. They was like, oh, it just kind of happened. So yeah, and. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really like it. So that is, don't no, but so, like 
they, they didn't trot them out. They didn't trot them out like they were like they were supposed well, to be some type. Watch of to the end of watch to the end of season six. They were still good um, don't just skip season story, seven. You don't need I to see them. Like, I'm serious. Like the House you don't. Of the Dragon, Find some good summaries online. You don't need to Game see them. Thrones They're painful to watch. Like, I haven't finished Game of Thrones. Yes. So I'm gonna finish it soon. There's eight. But like the House of the Dragon, uh, don't the one just season I've seen watch. Better than so season so episodes nine and ten of season six are excellent. The Battle of the Bastards is my favorite battle sequence of all time in any TV show or movie. Um, but is there eight seasons? Going back to everything, I do think we should have a, a, a Game of Thrones or Song of Ice and Fire theory uh, thing. We should do it with a live stream. Who would who else would be a good person to bring on for that? If you think that you could, you have your good theories. Let us know because you know Sir Pounce is Zorhai, uh, Strong Bellwass is the Shrouded Lord. Um. No, actually. Yeah, he needs his liver and onions. I don't. That doesn't sound appetizing. <laughs> Strong Bellwas needs his 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 livers. A strong Bellwas is. Is the hero? I love like the all shift X video. Anyway, like when he's that's my diatribe um, on, like, on, on the real on Tyrion. At the very I think that end, like, all of the Tradcons and all of the people that don't like, like after the battle, that a lot of the Tolkien like, people that, that, that see and he's, like, and he just Game of Thrones in Song of Ice or Song of Ice and Fire as a kind of moral degenerate. He doesn't pause or anything. Shit, should give it another try. Um, and understand that it is it's not about being honorless it's about finding honor in an immoral world boom done mic drop obama dude he was so real for that he's literally me obama is <laughs> i am black Mic drop. I don't know. I'm not actually. Okay, that's gonna be, that's gonna be dropping uh, it. That would take out of context. Audio. <laughs> I can't wait. Obama out. <laughs> I, I'm dropping. The All right, mic let's, on the hospital. Last last topic for today. Uh, you you leave just because you're off. Italian doesn't mean you're actually black, my friend. I will clip that. Let's put that down for this timestamp. Anyways, um, so I, so this is so this is like this is my thing here. Like this is my addition to it. Um, I when I was growing up, I grew up listening to like a like a I, I grew up like the music I like is largely still my mom's music. Like the music that I grew up listening to, Mumford and Sons. Uh, Tom Petty, um, Nirvana, like a lot of Nirvana, um, 90s rap, stuff like that. That's that's what I grew up listening to, my, my mom and dad's music. And one of the, like, occasionally, though, there was, like, one song that I heard He's that, I, that I liked, but, like, I only loosely remembered until I searched it out myself. And that was the for song real, For Real Pink Floyd. Ja. And after really, after actually delving into the album, through so there's a youtuber called polyphonics i love polyphonics stuff it's great he makes great videos uh, about uh, about music especially yeah uh he he's busting on god no cap for real for real as the cool kids would say on jod but for, but honestly like he, he he put out a video a couple years ago maybe like 2019 um on Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here analyzing like the entire album it's it's like a five like a 10 minute video it um that made me seek out the album myself and actually start listening to it and i listened to it I and then i delved into Pink Floyd like, actually, Pink Floyd you know has been my favorite band since yeah Adam like, the first band and then... i really obsessed over was Nirvana and then the second <laughs> I one like, oh my god i wish i could my do current his, one, like... Uh, Pink Floyd, like, I absolutely love Pink Floyd, almost everything they do, except Omaguma, nobody likes Omaguma. <laughs> um, yeah, Adam, and, we love um, you, you're awesome. Adam Fitzgerald. No, I know, it was so weird Omagumma's to that. weird. But, yeah, you go. I mean, 
I, I, do I want to attempt uh, an impression of Adam? No, because I respect him too much to butcher it. I'm not going to do an impression. I listen to concept. I listen to the wall on shuffle. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, so I, I got really into Pink Floyd. I started listening to like, that all would their work albums. though. Like, that... Every single one of them front to cover. That's and you don't shuffle Pink Floyd. That's a rule. Uh, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> like you just press shuffle and then it goes from like the very, it goes from the first song into the last song. Yeah. And so, okay. Like, cause, so this, cause, this, David got me into Pink Floyd. That's long and short of it, because we need to start talking about it now. He got me into Pink Floyd, now I'm listening to a lot of Pink Floyd. Outside the Walls is actually a very cute song. I like it a lot. Oh my gosh, this is an esoteric thing. Did you know Pink Floyd made their album? It's very different from everything else on the album, but like after this very intense, emotionally heavy album, like it's kind of sweet ending it with that song. I really like it. You were enchanted by David Gilmore. I think my favorite song off the wall. I mean, I really like Comfortably Numb. Like, I didn't like it at first, and then I gave it a second shot, and I was like, um... I like I like Mother. <laughs> Honestly, no. Well, my like, favorite my favorite song on on uh, the wall goes, is like, like hell. Um, it's run. Hello, I mean, like hello, I really like um. Pinprick. There'll be no in the more. flesh into run like hell. I love um, that part. I don't know why, and, but that's that part of the song just like gets uh, me. Ah, um, I also in really the like waiting tonight. for the worms. <laughs> In the Flesh is a good song. Like, I mean, I like I didn't realize, like, yeah, the first time I listened, don't the, put, the first yeah, time I listened to The Wall, the I wasn't flesh. paying attention to the lyrics, like, at all. None. None whatsoever. And I then yeah. I go and I look I, at the lyrics, because I, I threw the songs like, into I, I also, um, I said this to you earlier, uh, or, like, um, texting live, but I, I, I actually this, think that, I've listened to another Brick in the Wall Part 2 so much that I love, like, I wish I could just skip to the guitar solo, the guitar solo is really good. I think it might be my favorite on the album. I know everyone loves Comfortably Numb, but I think that it's so on Part 2. But I love Happiest Days of Our Lives. Um. Okay. What's the best? What's the best transition from one song to another on on the wall? Empty spaces into young lust. I mean, the transition from happiest days Alan, of our lives into yeah, I know. Like the wall part just, two is just that one's so good. One of my turns wall, I think into, I, I'm definitely gonna one go of my with, turns into um, don't leave me now is a very like I love that part of the, the I love that part of the album because it's it's really unsettling. Okay, that is a good one. Um, that is a good one. No, I love. No, I've um, seen the shoot. One of my turns is another really good one. They, they like, took out hey you. I, I love like, I love that song. Hey you's. Have you seen? Have you watched the movie yet? Like the Wall, the movie. I mean, there's like one extra song that they add in there. Um, yeah, it's well. The first album I listened to was Wishing. Yeah, and I love Hey You. And like, there's so much that, of the Wall, like, yeah, individual songs that I love. Yeah, but, I like think the that's first like, time like, it's I was a, thinking it's a about perfect like, oh, album. I, I like, don't think there's any like albums, and then, like, I, I oh, love Shiny Green Diamond parts one through five and six and nine or whatever. I don't really know when one part of the video begins. That's I love that at the very end of Shiny Green Diamond, the second half, you hear the melody of C. Emily play. Um, it's nice though, and I will. C. Emily play is a banger. 
Um, astronomy Domini is a little weird. Um, and I actually like set the controls for the heart of the sun. It's a cool one. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool it's, it's, one. It's a, nice, um, it's a nice little touch. Oh, I agree. I love that. I love that song. It's a great one. Domine, yeah. I can't say I've actually listened to that one. It's literally me. It's, it's you're so, so you. If I had to rank like my favorite Pink Floyd songs, it's probably gonna be like the top three are "Wish You Were Here," "Time." Oh my god! I was literally, listening to a lot of. I was listening to "Time" like on a repeat on the day of my graduation, and I was like, "Oh, this song is literally about me for real, for real." <laughs> I I. And then I'm just I like, only 10 like, years I'm have gone, gone behind you. I only you, like anything like, off the Relic oh album. Anything gosh, else is... that's literally me. <laughs> no, I... I so, when I listened to Wish You Were Here, I was like, man, this is really echoes. good. Because I really love Echoes. A lot of the stuff that I liked that was, was the, the stuff I reminded me of Porcupine Tree. Like because Porcupine Tree always gets compared to Pink Floyd. Especially the early stuff. Always gets compared to Pink Floyd. Or at least it did. And... They're they're super. Time flies. Time. Time flies. Yeah. No, you're not. Um, listen. Uh, Dark matter is a good is a good song that a lot of the early stuff. There's a song I think called Void Thirty Four that sounds literally like something off the wall. Yeah, like when you compare that, Um, that's very easy to see the comparison. Because they were very psychedelic-y also. I don't hear a lot of it. I'm just. I think some of it has to do with the harmonies. But the. I think that um, Time Flies is a good example because it's a combination of dogs, um, time, and sheep. Um, and it's... I don't know. I, I, I've, I like Animals. Animals is a good album. I think people sleep on Animals. But, like, I... Yeah. So, I, I, Drew, a mutual friend on Twitter, he pointed me towards this subreddit because, like, I was like, oh, Reddit, whatever, I hate Reddit. But he was like, check out r slash Pink Floyd Circle Jerk. And one of the recurring memes is animals is underrated. Like, there's a bunch of, like, recurring jokes. Like, um, they, I mean, animals is like, underrated. Roger Waters is a. Mother Roger Waters hates, Mother, hates do every, you think hates every group that isn't white people. That's a recurring um, joke. No, the, um, I, animals I, is underrated. So uh, good that the, that the like, guys on the front of Division so Bell, like the little the little statues, that those are Roger Waters. <laughs> That's like a joke there. Um, and then there's also a uh, drain. That's my a good. Balls. I, I like dogs and I like sheep a lot. Um, because they remind me of balls. time flies. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I have been converted to being a porcupine tr- or a Pink Floyd fan. My favorite song um, off still of haven't is really, really done a proper listen through of like, Dark Side of the Moon because I'm song. edgy like I that, bro. <laughs> or get nah, bro. I'm gonna get so high, bro. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get so baked. I'm gonna be like, bro, what if I played money, bro? I think Dark Side of the Moon, um, to really appreciate it, you need either like a late night car ride or you need like a hot tub. Like a late night hot tub. <laughs> eh, maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll get around to it. But Please don't play one. Um, but, I don't know. I think Dark Side of the Moon, you really have to, like, it, it's very much like a sensory That's because you hate black people. Like, you have to just, like, be sitting down and just focusing on that song. You, just, no, just listening the, to the, the singer album, for Breaking in the Sky is a black gospel singer. Then you can really appreciate yes! it. But, like, 
I don't know. I think Great Gig in the Sky is incredibly <laughs> overrated. What does that have? No, really? I don't hate black people, but also there's no black people. I'm on sure she album. was black though. She doesn't sound white They're with her British. voice. Like I know that's a weird thing to say, but like, is she? <laughs> watch, watch. That was right. just some watch random lady right. they pulled off the street. Like they paid her forty bucks, and then she sued them. And Roger Waters for is like credits. such a dork. He's someone that's aged really yeah, well. Yeah, like she didn't he know that she like made a it fucking the loser. Wait, she she looks black. We're gonna figure this out. Who's saying? Um... Okay, so we're gonna see here. She looks so black. <laughs> Claire Tory. She is black. No, no she's we're gonna, so we're black. We're going to find another picture of her because I don't think that's a good picture. But obviously, nobody else black. can see it right now because I have it switched screens. Yeah, it could be Torissimo. You don't know that. So we're going to go into that. That is not an African Wait, wait, go back, go back, go back. There was a great British woman. That is a British woman. What are you talking about? I don't know. Her last name's Tori, so... No, where'd it go? That. Yeah, that one! Yeah. I don't know, but, um... Yeah, but she... I, I genuinely don't like Great Gig in the Sky, only because it's so... Okay. This is, this is so helpful for audio listeners right now. Which one? Yes. This one? I can fix her. I can make her go back to the top. I trust the plan. Trust Patriots in control, David. This is, this is very Anything helpful for um, <laughs> this is very helpful for audio listeners. So for the audio listeners right now, um, uh, we're looking at a picture of a woman that I think Lorenzo is interested in. Oh, that's gross. But that was back in like 1972. Good lord. But yeah. Wow. Um, just. I don't think Great Gig in the Sky gets overplayed. Like, it's their fifth most played song on Spotify. Yeah. And I, I just, like, I don't enjoy her vocals that much. Like, it's like, oh, neat. She can sing high pitched. Half the women in, the, in my. I want to hear about dogs. I want to hear about mother. I want. Will they drain my balls, David? I am. And I just genuinely don't like it. Also, this I'm on, I'm on, account that I follow on Instagram that I genuinely I'm love. On I pink, love that account. I'm on it's Porky Pine Tree Circle Jerk. And they overplay Greg. Yeah, it's really small. And like the, I want to hear about Echoes And like 80% of the jokes are about banger. Stephen Wilson and trains. It's literally about how Stephen Wilson has a hard-on for trains. He's you so, want to get I, on Pink Floyd I Circle Jerk? Stephen. That's a great subreddit. Like, I don't like Reddit, but no, it's, it's what's a your favorite great subreddit. Yeah, I gotta say that's my favorite one too. I've Is cried a, a few times that song. Um, Please, you, I, I have to check it out. Black Eyes is a band. So Trains in the live key sounds way better than Trains in the Studio <laughs> P. Um, you've seen the live video of it, right? I'll send trains it isn't my um, favorite song off that album. But I, I collapse the light into earth. What is my favorite? What is my favorite song off of? I probably has collapse light in there. That's a great album. Black and essentially, like I, I don't think there's like a weak better. song on there. Like so, yeah, and I, I couldn't, I you know, I wouldn't see you being a huge fan of like Wedding Nails or Creator Has a Master Tape or like, I gotta, yeah, no, uh, no. Um, I so, mean, I don't so, know. No, it's it's I'm Rush and or it's, it's Tree Crimson and Yes are like the proc. The thing is that Rush is not European and they're more like they had a bigger American audience and. I listen I to love Rush. Rush. I, like I tried listening to a little of Rush I, like, because, like, I know, like everyone is like, pictures. it's the prog rock band, right? It's like King Crimson, and and. and Did you Rush. like the camera eye? That's a long one. Yeah, that's one of my. So my favorite song on there might be Witch Hunt. Um, but I, I love to, the camera um, eye. The Camera Shoot. Eye is a really yeah, good song. Pictures, and if you... I liked just about every song on there except for Tom Basic. Sawyer. Yeah, um, actually, fine. I just I uh, added that to I, my playlist. Like, I've, heard, I've heard Limelight so much. <laughs> like, 
I think Tom Sawyer is a good song, but it's overrated. I think that okay. Rushed is not done justice by their hits because I think that their best songs are stuff that no one knows about. Or not, it's not that no one knows about. I think my favorite song like, off of it is Limelight. All of Rush's main fans. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, stopped listening to them after 1982. So then there's so much stuff in the 80s and 90s that's really, really good. And it's just, oh, it's so good. It's like. Everyone do yourselves a favor. If you like 80s stuff, go listen to Power Windows and Grace Under Pressure. Did you listen to that song, Losing It? That one's a really... That's a, that's one that hits you in the feels. It's also got a great electric violin solo. Uh, not yet, no. I mean, like, okay, you want, like, proper prog rush, I can give you 70s rush, and that's, like... I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm listening to Rush, and you, oh, yeah, you like songs, uh, yeah, oh, they're short. Yeah. It's a pretty uh, short yes, song, Yes, I though. mean, you've it's heard Roundabout, right? And I'm just, like, I, I feel like you could make a meme about, like, Pink Floyd fans yeah, when a song have. is less than seven you minutes. You 100% heard Roundabout, if you haven't heard. Remember the To Be Continued meme? I, I really That's like the best King way I can Crimson, describe it and those are some uh, I will send you some yes, but I, I have things to send you. Um, I, maybe not. And the Court of the Crimson King. Did you listen to Red? <laughs> That's not very specific, my friend. Which song, which King Crimson song okay. did Kanye, well, I mean, I tried to uh, some, did he uh, sample? Some of King Crimson, and I really enjoyed yeah. uh, in the hall. Kanye the always winning. Kanye King. never has a bad really take, like that. ever. I think that's my favorite song so far, but then I, no, actually, um, uh, Lady of the Dancing Water is my favorite uh, it's King Crimson Kanye song. never misses. Clip that. Kanye never misses. I've never had Kanye here. I've never heard a bad take from right, Kanye ever. Especially his politics. I love... Honestly, I, I am try, Kanye's I to, strongest like, I, soldier. I, I hadn't listened to like a lot of like just, just Kanye. And I listened to Graduation. I'm like, this is all bangers. Like, this is legitimately... <laughs> I also... And, and so I... That's not true. That's not true. No, but... Which one? So I listened Bye. to... Graduation, by... right? And then it like Spotify, it goes oh, like you're suggested with the song. I mean, right? listen, after you I the album, and it goes into a song from like one of his more recent albums. I mean, even uh, that Follow song God, that he dropped after all the controversy, just, like, that song, like fucking bang nowhere, and it's just it's a banger. You should find song. it. I'll see if I can. I don't know how to. Everyone, go listen to Kanye, God, especially on Alex Jones. Never like, had like a Kanye. bad take in his life. It's like a minute and a half. It's like it's like that. It's like that meme where's the guy is like, I keep saying the N-word on the bus, but I shake my head so people know I don't I, like I that I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to... We need to cut this off listeners. before I, like, Just incriminate so myself. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having... Dude, you are such an autist. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Listen. All right. I mean, okay, we're yeah. Uh, minutes, on Twitter, you can find you me at like prog underscore enjoyer seven. So, That's where my policy Lorenzo, stuff is. Um, thank you so much for this first episode. I'll yeah, have to go edit there for that. A little bit. Make sure that everything's um, sounding right. My Instagram is Lorenzo work, underscore Silva. That is for drumming and dogs. The, no politics. If you go over there but and you want to talk about politics, I will not want to talk politics with you unless in the DMs. But um, that is clean for business. But yeah, you can find me there. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll start like an OnlyFans or some shit and just put pictures of myself drumming. Uh, David, where can people find you?
So I'm just about political everywhere. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Real David B Junior. Just the abbreviation for yeah. Junior. Check them out. Um, otherwise, you can also buy, find some of my buy, writings buy their books at so davidbrady.substack.com. I don't publish there as much as I should as I should. Um, but maybe you'll see some writings from me in the future on things such as Timcast or from the Mises Wire. So be sure to check out the Mises Institute, Mises.org. Go and support. Fucking you can donate five bucks and get two button. copies of Pear Bylan's Economy. Please do. Joe needs it. Uh, but... Uh, otherwise, that's really where you can find me. Follow on Twitter. Um, if you like the show, be sure to like, subscribe, Leave as comments. always. Uh, share it with Leave a friend. Go to like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Smash the like button. Leave a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So that way your friends know that you really enjoy listening to us talk about Pink Floyd in the wall. <laughs> uh, or whatever weird things and rants we go on. Uh, so we really... Hmm? Leave comments. It helps boost oh, any algorithms. Uh, we cutting clips and all sorts of Bye. things. Check out the YouTube channel, Econ Phonics, if you care. otherwise.